nerd to become a supporter today. Welcome to the Two-Headed Nerd comic book podcast. First and only Facebook Live talk show. We call it Cover to Cover. We haven't done it for a little while. I apologize. Yeah, you know, things happen. Today is Saturday, March Two. March 2, yeah. We are talking a bunch of news. We've got to catch up on all kinds of stuff. 3-2. Three, We've got to catch up on all kinds of stuff from you guys. Here's how the show works. Every Saturday from 1130 to 1230 Central Standard Time, Joey and I are talking all things comics, and we do it with you nerds live. You can call us at 402-819-4894 or click our Facebook Call Now button if you want to get in on the action. If you can't call in live, I'm talking to you, Camarillo Brillo. You can feel free to leave us a message or send an MP3 to twoheadednerd at gmail.com. Now, several of you, several of you have remarked that when I call, a robot woman asks my voice. That is normal. That's part of the gig, okay? I don't know why Google introduced this, but they did. So Just talk to the robot. Yes, don't freak out. Talk to the robot, and then you'll be connected to us. If you don't get connected to us, you can leave a message. We'll play it on the show. Give the robot all your personal information. Yeah. Nothing bad's going to happen. Yeah, it's just your bank account. Your routing number is the first one. The account number is the second yeah. number. That's Social important. Social security okay? number. Yes. Security is important. We need it for security. It's true. Before we get started here, Joe. We've had this same question of the week for quite a while, so they've had a ton of time. Yeah, but nobody's to think about nobody's it. answered it yet. <laughs> All right, our question this week comes from Trevor via the THN forums. Hey nerds, reading is fundamental, so let's get literary. There are currently a whole slew of films and TV shows based on popular book series. You've got Amazon's upcoming Lord of the Rings and Wheel of Time shows. You've got Dennis Villeneuve's Dune coming out. Every actor in Hollywood's in that one. Any possible Stephen King book Hollywood can get their paws on, etc. It's true. But there can always be more. What book or book series would you want to see adapted or readapted that's not already in the works? And here's a little special spin on it from myself. What book or book series would you like to see adapted as a comic book? Hmm. That's tough. No, it ain't. I already got it. It's tough. It ain't. I would argue it's never been done well. That's false, but okay. No, it's not false. It's true. It's my hot take, and it's true. Your hot take is that is that there has never been a successful comic book adaptation of a book. I can't think of one that I celebrate in my collection or that I want to revisit. Okay. I really can't. I just feel like it's so hard. That doesn't you, mean they're not good. It just means that you don't care. No, that, no, that's not true. I'm going to go, not good. There's the one Scotty I can think of that's Young, really good. The Scotty Young Oz books are amazing. They're adorable, but they're not a direct adaptation. Yes, they are. Nah. They're a direct adaptation nah. of a... It's like further adventures and crap. Wrong! Yeah, Dorothy's got a gun. She's got a massive... Wrong! She's got a massive rack and a really short skirt. God, oh, no, I'm sorry. Wrong. I'm thinking of the Xenoscope Oz stuff. Yeah, I apologize. Yeah. There we are. There we got it. <laughs> the phone lines are open, you jerks. I want to talk to you. There's all kinds of news. We've got a new Hellboy trailer that came out this week. Feel a little better, don't you? It was better. Huh? It was better. What is your problem? What is your people's Why problem? is he making so many jokes? Because he's Hellboy. He does that in the comics all the time. He's a snarky guy. Don't act like this is new. I also don't really it's need It's not that. like he's doing hand farts. I also and, don't really you know. need the cursing. Oh, please. No, don't give me that shit. It's weird. It's weird coming from Hellboy. No. Hellboy has never cursed. Sure he does. He does no. all the time. There's Grawlix in that book Whatever. all the time. Nah. All the time. No. 
Yeah. I think they're like, it's rated R. Now we can say fuck whenever we want. Oh, yeah, please. fuck you, Nimue, Queen of the Fairies, <laughs> or whatever your name is. I think it is Nimue. Yeah. Uh, Jane Got a Catch says, what about the Dark Tower books? Those were immensely popular. Yes, but they were all, they weren't, it was not a full on, like, Matt, adaptation yes, of the book. It was they different stories. Were. No, some of wasn't. them were. No. Yes. No. God, you're an idiot. And they weren't that good. Uh, shout outs here in the chat. Patrick, our friend, is watching us. Thomas Branch, Frank Cirillo, JD Got a Catch, Jose Oliver. Frank Cirillo sounds like he's like a disgraced cop, right? Like, Frank Cirillo. Turn in your badge and your gun, Cirillo. <laughs> You're done. <laughs> Thank you for calling GHN cover to cover. Caller, who dis? Live from the Marvel Lake House. Hey, JD hey, Got a Catch. Hey, right. nice job last week, JD. I was all worried. You sent in like your first audio edition of. Oh yeah, Dancers, you should have heard him fighting was, me. And on I it. was just like, "Is it any good?" You know, because like I didn't want to listen to it and be like, "Oh man, this sucks," and I gotta break his heart and tell him like, "No, we're not doing it." <laughs> <laughs> it was really good. It turned out really well. Thank you. I liked it. So what? Do we yeah, got? I'm gonna work. I'm working on it. I got some other ideas. I like so. your news blast from six months ago. That was good. Nice, nice. nice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was like, oh, shit, I forgot about all that. Donald Trump has done so much <laughs> stupid shit in the past year that I can't believe that happened six months ago, you know? Uh. <laughs> what do you want to rap about? Uh. Aside from my, like, uh. my liberal snowflake bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> well, God, it's it's been a minute, so... Uh... Uh, geez, there's so much to talk about. I know, um, there's a ton. Uh uh, we were talking well, movie I, setup shit. Like uh, we had just heard that the new mutants movie, the new mutants horror movie, has to be like grossly reshot, and they have no plans whatsoever to do so. They haven't even reached out to the actors. <laughs> does anybody Yikes. care? No. How do we care? Nobody cares. I kind of like, care. This, I thought I was kind of wow, interested. In I that don't take. care. I don't care about their last gasp to make some X Men money. I don't think the Dark Phoenix sure. looks good at all. I think it looks completely one note, mediocre X Men film. You yeah. know, just like we'll just follow the formula, follow the formula, you know, and we'll take a bunch of characters that we have developed for a little more than one and a half movies, and we'll tell the Dark Phoenix saga. No, you won't. Yeah. Okay. So no, yeah, but that's what they did. That was what they did with the original X Men movies. It was only one and a half movies when they did that too. That's true, and it sucked. I'm sorry, so, JD. So here's something. Here's some breaking news that I don't know if you guys know, and it's possible movie news that i think is pretty cool uh you know that uh uncle warren and jason howard's trees got optioned yes yeah. yes do you know who optioned it no tom hardy's production company really <laughs> yeah. yeah no shit nice like so I now can't tell. my geek brain is just kind of you know going nuts over the idea of tom hardy and warren ellis like even being in the same room together tom hardy is like the kind of guy where 50% of the time, I'm like, oh, God, what a broy douche. Like, please don't say anything you else. You merely inherited the trees. <laughs> I was born in one. Shut up. And then the <laughs> other half of the time, I'm like, wait a minute. Tom Hardy might be the coolest guy in the world because he makes all these oh, kick-ass yeah. decisions, and he's a fantastic actor. And he's a huge nerd. He's a nerd, yeah. He's been a video game yeah, player forever. There's, like, old selfies of him, like, playing video games. And, like. <laughs> Fucking look at all fucking sexy. Taboo was amazing. Taboo was incredible, truly incredible. I loved it. And like my wife Casey is not the biggest Tom Hardy fan because she says she can't understand anything he says, and he's obsessed with putting masks on in every movie he's in, <laughs> or or yeah. just speaking like he's got marbles in his mouth. <laughs> like, she, like she hated uh, the DiCaprio one. I can't say it. The 
the Revenant. She hated it so oh. much because every time Tom Hardy came on screen, he was just like, you know, and she was like, he's not saying anything. <laughs> well, he doesn't say hardly anything in, in, in taboo either. I mean, he is pretty much his entire dialogue is. <laughs> no, seriously. Yeah. And that's when he's at his best. I think one of the biggest problems I had with Venom is he had too many lines. Like just <laughs> yeah. too much. No dialogue. way, dude. His accent in Venom was amazing. It was so it was so bizarre. great. It was like Boston via like Oxford by <laughs> oh, you know, God, yeah. Avon you know, or something. You know, I don't know. I'm a, I, I slept on it. I'm gonna continue to sleep on it. Oh God. It was terrible. You heard oh. it here first. Venom's a ton of fun. <laughs> Look, you just gotta <laughs> listen. None of these movies are Shakespeare. Aquaman, I get it. It's dumb. No. But it's so fun to watch. No. It's fun to watch. Venom was fun to watch. No. I disagree. Yep, and I can't wait for Woody Harrelson to show up as Carnage. As Red Venom, you mean. Red Venom, sorry. <laughs> red Venom. Venom versus Red Venom. Next time in Venom 2, Red Venom. Yeah, do you think they could cross that over with Red Sparrow? No. Oh, man. No. Uh, but, like, it's not goopy enough. The not the not the Black Widow movie. movie. Yeah. yeah, I bet when that trailer came out, Marvel was just like, God Damn it. Well, they should have just called it not Black Widow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But we do have a Black Widow movie coming. Yes, they've got yes. screenwriters and everything. Yes. And like everybody, yeah. there was something where they said like Marvel had come out and be like, no, we're not making it rated R. And people were like, ah, oh, bullshit. Why would we need a rated R Black? I don't well, Name one well, Marvel Studios right. movie that's been rated she's an R. Assassin? Yeah. yeah. Like, I, I mean, sure, she's an assassin. Fine. We've seen people get shot and killed in the other movies. None of them are rated R. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. The Bourne movies are PG-13. There's people right. dying left and right. And I don't movies. need, like, like, oh, man, I hope she takes all her clothes off. Like, fuck yeah, off. Yeah, when when somebody says they want an R-rated Black Widow movie, that's what they mean. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, basically. That's perverts. Sad. Perverts. Perverts. Yeah. Uh, well, again, Jeff, great job last week. Yeah. Looking forward to uh, next month, which I guess is now this month, March 2nd. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll, I'm going to probably give it a few weeks i was looking through the books and uh this last week was let's see i finished up uh jason aaron's first run on avengers um what'd you think how'd you feel after the first jason aaron run i did uh, not the first, feel at the end of the first arc i didn't uh, feel great are we talking about the current series i don't know thing? i liked it I, I i liked the fact that it was just kind of big dumb fun i liked the idea that uh loki was kind of that kind of callback to the early Avenger to the very first Avengers story where Loki was the reason they got together. Right. Yeah. I like that callback. I like the set. I like the, I like the, the lineup of I like characters. The, I like and the lineup I'm sorry, too. Matt. I even like ghost driver. Oh. Yeah. I like ghost driver. Too. I do not like ghost driver. I don't know why ghost driver isn't, part of the ghost rider mythos i don't understand why they didn't make him zarathros yeah this is no this that is just i like, don't understand oh, yeah, there's another one and it's different yeah I mean, <laughs> like, why are the powers so similar <laughs> right and then on and it's almost like they're trying to suggest with the 1 million bc stuff that this is the actual ghost rider and they better not pull that shit zarathros yeah he's always not, been I mean, a ghost rider driver they better not pull that shit That's, driving a yeah i know it's like that That's thing stupid. of like but I, I did like the whole, you know, the, the kaiju thing, you know, with everyone getting big and Carol going, no, I want to be giant. You know, yeah, that was, was fun. fun. It was cute. Uh, I just didn't think it started very I love strong. Doctor, I love having Doctor Strange back. I love the fact that they made Doctor Strange, like, they gave him his magic back, yes. you know? Yeah. Um, uh, we have I a, like that. We have a request from Frank 
Frank's daughter uh, to please stop saying bad words. <laughs> Did I say a bad word? Yeah. Oh, yeah? Hey, guess sure what, I. Frank? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> no, it wasn't you, Jeff. We've been cussing since we turned the camera on. Oh, it's probably when we were talking oh, okay. about Frank losing his gun and his badge. Oh yeah. yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna bust but, your spaghetti <laughs> bending butt back to my land. So I married an ex. All right, JD, we gotta open up these phone lines. It's always good to talk to you, brother. All right, I will see. We'll talk to you next week, and right. I'll have something sent in soon. Have a great one. Sounds good. The phone lines yep. are open. We want to talk uh, specifically. What do you guys think about X Men Dark Phoenix? Does anyone care? Uh, checking in with the chat. I mean, uh, I just I feel nothing. I watched that trailer and I felt nothing. And there's no way they're going to do it right. And from what I've heard, it was rushed. Thomas Branch says the Dark Phoenix trailer was BS boring. Yeah, right? Censored for Frank's daughter's approval. My friend Ben Morris says Dark Phoenix trailer looks bad. Worse than Apocalypse, I think. Yeah. Ooh, I don't know about that. And while James McAvoy is a good looking guy, he can't pull off being bald. He looks kind of silly, and I agree. Uh, I don't know. I, I mean, I think he looks fine. In fact, the only two characters that I feel anything for are you know, Magneto and Professor X, because they're the only two characters we've had consistently. It's true. The rest are a bunch of kids that I can't even identify. Honestly. Like, if you just pulled those kids out and you said, all right, which X-Men does this guy play? Well, we know which characters they are. She's black with a mohawk. He's blue with two fingers. I'm saying pull the kid out of makeup and say, which X-Men does he play? Out of costume. Sure. Aside from what's-her-head from Game of Thrones. I'm like, uh... Well, and the one that obviously looks like Storm. He's either Iceman or Cyclops. Sure, (laughs) sure. Uh, Frank says he does not care. I'm all right. Uh, Yeah, I just, I don't know. Patrick, uh, perhaps most damningly, says... There's another X-Men coming out? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, let's go to uh, our friend James Kaplan, who left us a voicemail. See what he's got for us. Hey, guys. James Kaplan here. Two thoughts on the question of the week. The first one is something to be adapted from a book or comic into a TV series. My choice would be Planetary. It's an amazing book, and each issue is a different genre, so each episode of the series could be a different story set in the different genres in which, you know, you know, the comic takes place. And I think that would be amazing if you did it, you know, high quality and really um, focused on bringing it to life in a, in a great way. I think that would be an amazing adaptation. The other thing I was thinking was Dune. The movie's coming out and I'm super excited for that. And I know that there was a comic adaptation years ago when the 80s movie, which I love, uh, came out. Um, but a new modern adaptation you know, with a great writer to adapt it, you know, someone like Hickman or something, uh, and a terrific artist that could appropriately portray the epic nature of the story, you know, someone like Asad Ribich or Jerome Pena. Oh, oh. I think that would be pretty amazing be as well. Stunning. Anyway, take care. Uh, he Those stole my answer with, with Dune, actually. And my answer was based on, this was several years ago. I don't remember how long. I was following Paul Pope on like Twitter and DeviantArt or something like that. And he was posting panels of like Dune. He was doing like just little like studies basically, where it was like a four panel page of like what his adaptation of Dune would look like. And I wanted it so bad. It looked so friggin' cool. And his designs were a little more based off sort of like the David Lynch looking Dune movie, not so much the Jodorowsky's Dune which I think someone like Assad Ribic or Jerome Pena could nail. 
wild, crazy, colorful Dune adaptation based on Jodorowsky's Dune. Oh, I'd kill for that. Oh. I've never seen Dune. Yeah, of course not. And you don't read no books. I mean, I've never read Dune. Joe Patrick, don't read no books. I do read books. I read books all the time. You don't read no books. Come on. (laughs) (laughs) Phone lines are open, guys. 402-819-4894. Back to what we were saying about the X-Men movies, though. New Mutants. I genuinely have completely checked out, and I would like to say I called my shot in the beginning, and everyone's like, I don't know. I think it's kind of interesting. They're doing a horror movie. I said, stupid. This is not going to be good. And now they have to do these massive reshoots that aren't even scheduled. The actors haven't been contacted and they may just lose it all together and shelve it in the deal. I think it's a complete failure already and I don't care. Okay. I do not care. All right. Who dis? Who dis? Whoa. Whoa. Thank you for calling THN. Cover to cover. Caller. Who dis? Hey, resident Aquaman superfan Patrick. Patrick Cavanaugh. How are you, sir? I'm doing all right. How are you guys? Yeah, you know, we're kicking ass it's today. It's freezing in here. It's not freezing. Kicking ass as always. Yeah, it's freezing in here. It's a, like the Arctic. I have a sweatshirt on. I keep my house at 64. So it's it like a meat locker. It makes you tough. Does it? Yeah. Yeah. Do you see how, look how fucking tough I am. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you look real tough. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Patrick, what do you want to rap about? Hey, guys. <laughs> oh, hey, Patrick. You're oh, here. Patrick, you're here too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I had a, a, a couple of things. First, um, I'll throw out a quick answer to, to the question of the week. Uh, I think uh, an animated uh, Scud, the disposable assassin, would be a lot of fun. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. That would be great. Uh, yeah. And Rob uh, Schrapp can but, animate it, too. That guy's so stupid talented. Yeah, right? Yeah. yeah, he does TV writing. Yeah. So he could be all up in it. I don't know if he's writing. Uh, I think he's doing a lot of production, though. Anyway, go ahead. Um, the real thing I want to talk about, um, I want to get your take on this and maybe, maybe I'm being liberal snowflake here. Uh, but, um, something I, I kind of an, an issue with, you know, uh, people like wearing like t-shirts, um, of comic characters. Um, and sometimes there's a lot of like villain love, right. Right. Where, you know, a t-shirt with Dr. Doom or a Punisher, anti-hero sort sure, of thing. Sure. That's cool. I get it. Everyone likes, it's a cool, they're cool characters. Everyone loves a, a good bad guy. Uh, I think there's a line. I have a problem um, when people are wearing like a t-shirt that has Hydra on it uh, or love for Hydra uh, be, because they're literally Nazis. Uh yeah. I, when I see the Hydra symbol, I I see the Nazi symbol, and it's just like Marvel wanted to do Nazis, but they couldn't put the swastika on there. Right. And that's too far, so we'll just make this analog. And I think if you're like, yeah, Hydra, cool, awesome, Nazis. I will give you that Hydra has definitely entered the pop popular culture as yes, ex suprem ex white supremacist Nazi assholes. I mean, and there's no question, like right after the Super Bowl, there was a meme of Tom Brady leaning over to uh, Robert Kraft, who I can't wait for that dude to go to fucking jail. These are football <laughs> references. <laughs> he was leaning over to, to Patriots owner Robert Kraft, and he was whis- like whispering something, and the caption just said, Hail Hydra. <laughs> hey, I, do, I do love that meme. So it is well known um, that, yes, Hydra, they are Nazis. I mean, they're very bad guys. So I think if you look back at the history of Hydra in the comics, I think that they had this character, the Red Skull, who was associated with Nazis. Right. Uh, and they very quickly realized, oh, man, he's very popular. Um, we want to keep him going. We want to keep him around. We want to bring him back in the 60s when we bring back Captain America. Sure. Uh, 
obviously they can't do Nazis anymore. They don't want to do Nazis as the villains anymore. But what do we have? We have this organization, this evil science organization, Hydra. Right. And it's led by Red Skull. Guess what? He was a Nazi. Yeah. And so they've tried to retcon this out, and they even did it in the movies where they're like, he doesn't believe in all that bullshit. He just wanted power. He was like, the first second he was able to pull one over on Hitler, he See, did. And I don't like that. And I, I think mean, make like, him a Nazi. I think Nazis are bad I, guys. I think we know that. Yes, I think that that's a a way to try to skirt around the issue. But mm -hmm. the fact remains that you've got this character that started as a Nazi, and there's not really you can't unring that bell, right? No. And I think as a result, Hydra has always been guilty by association. Um, I don't think Hydra's ethos was ever. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't know that Hydra's ethos was ever about like eugenics and and that sort of thing they just wanted uh, domination I right think it kind of was was yeah, it yeah i mean the von struckers and stuff were like yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. i don't remember if i've ever seen like a, a, a black or jewish yeah hydrate. yeah that's a good point <laughs> yeah they're all pretty much white guys yeah yeah i mean, yeah, they I mean are, i'm with you though they I, are white I, I agree i think that the idea of hydra as something to be celebrated or, or used as like a decoration is, right it's like, it might be a smart idea misguided. from Marvel not to put that on T-shirts. It's a cool logo. Yeah, it's very cool. But it, Yeah, it's certainly think, a cool logo. Honestly, I think Hydra kicks ass. They're rad bad guys. And they and I love the idea of the evil, you know, like, they have their tentacles in everything and stuff. Like, yeah, it's fucking awesome. But let's not, yeah. let's keep in mind from, from a storytelling point of view. Yes. Because, yeah, when I see Hydra and read about Hydra and they're, you know, getting their ass kicked, like, yes. Kicking the shit out of, oh, sorry, sure. kicking right. the stuffing out <laughs> of uh, Nazis. Right. Uh, so yeah, it, it makes sense story-wise, and I'm 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 all for it. Um, and you know, again, it's 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 different with other you know villains or villainous organizations sure. or or whatever, because uh, they're they're not based in reality. Right. 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 Sure. But Hydra is based in a reality of super super bad people. Yeah. Now what? So really any glorification yeah. of it is. I think what sucks even more is when you have uh, like the Punisher skull being co-opted by white supremacists and crap like that. Uh, yeah, that is not the Punisher's fault, and that is not Marvel's right. fault. You know, and right. and now all of a sudden, anytime I see someone with a Punisher sticker on their car, I'm like, well, is this guy? Is this guy a freaking Nazi? You know, is well, this guy it, like it's not it, for me? Some it's gun not, freak or something? You know, I mean, for me, it's not so much like uh, these alt right whatever white supremacist guys with the Punisher logo, it's cops. Yeah. It's like, okay, that's well, not, yeah. that's gross. <laughs> yeah. That's not, yeah. cops hate the Punisher. That's not your right. job. That's no, not no, what you're supposed to be It's not that. That has nothing to do with no, like I know, but a, I'm just a celebration of the character. Right. It's like, no, the the implication of the Punisher being co-opted by law enforcement right. is it's shoot first. Yeah, I'm a which murderer. Which is not the I'm, way this world needs to you. work. <laughs> Right. Uh, it, well, it's, it's it's a misunderstanding of of what it, the the symbol means. Yeah, it's a fundamental. Right. In that case, yeah, yeah they, they, I I am upset by that use of the Punisher symbol as well. But I'm okay with like some comic fan wearing a Punisher sure. shirt. Yeah, yeah whatever. That, sure. I mean, that's cool. That's fine. It's just like you said. Uh, like I have a Doctor Doom T-shirt. Doctor right. Doom is a bad guy. Right. That's the thing. It's like the right. Punisher is not a hero. Don't right. put him when you're making your set of Marvel cards. Don't put him in the hero section. Put him in the villain section. Or the anti-hero <laughs> section. Nah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, Patrick, I, I totally get where you're coming from, and I'm with you. It's it's kind of sucks. And the 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 marketization of like those symbols is kind of a bummer. Yeah. Yeah. Especially, well, it's not especially an unknown Hydra. thing. Yeah. It's and it's not an unknown thing to wider culture either, because um 
you know, when, when Captain America was right. you know, revealed to be a Hydra agent, the, 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 all the buzz was Captain America's a Nazi. So you understand that Hydra means being a Nazi. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. Patrick, that's a good point. So, I appreciate, uh, we appreciate your hard hitting and thoughtful points of view. Yeah, I mean, I got to bring the intelligence up somehow on the show. I appreciate that. Yeah, re- really, yeah, raise no the problem. bar. We're going right back to fart yeah. jokes after we get off. All right. With you. <laughs> okay, cool, because I'm exhausted from this. <laughs> All right. Bye, Patrick. All right. Phone lines are open, and uh, we want to hear from you. That kind of, what we were just talking about also kind of feeds into, there's been a lot of this, like, fake nerd boy and fake nerd girl talk. That's been recently. forever. No, I mean, there it has been forever, but and recently. And it's always a bullshit argument. It's a total bullshit argument, and I don't agree with it. And like, just because you see a, a famous, you know, person wearing a Dazzler T-shirt or something, you know, like that doesn't. Maybe they legitimately like that shit, and who fucking cares? Don't you don't get to call people out for crap like that? It's dumb. Right. Well, it's like and, it's and like it saying, devolves into this like nerd culture that's really ugly, and at the base of it is full-on comicscape bullshit. I mean, well, really, yeah, that's I mean, where it comes from. It's the idea of of what constitutes a real fan or right. a real nerd or whatever. It's like, oh, you're a comic book fan, huh? How many titles do you read? Oh, just Squirrel Girl? Right. Mm. Yeah, no. Get out of here with that stuff. Right, Eat There shit. is no room in comics fandom for that nonsense. No, and it's the downfall of a genre that's already having trouble selling books. So right. knock it the fuck yeah, off. Yeah, right. The last thing we you need... You want this to stick around? Knock it the off. The last thing we need is to turn people away. Right. Totally agree. You're all included. You're all invited. There we go. Uh, Danny Maxwell popped in, and he just had one thing to say, and that is crack. Okay. I don't know what that means. All right, Danny. Danny's a good buddy. Of crack to you too, Danny. Yeah. Oh, that's your nickname. Oh, crack pipe. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll go to that story later. Thank you for calling THN Cover to Cover. Caller, who this? Did it say that it was Grover who was calling? No. It says unknown. <laughs> Did you tell the woman you were it's Grover? Time. <laughs> it is Toots time. What's up, Toots? <laughs> Not much. What's happening? Well, you know, just hanging out, cold kicking it. Yeah. Are you calling to check in with yeah. a, with a Conan report? We've had like since we've talked to you, we've had like eight Conan books, and there's a belief oh, book coming real soon. Yeah, here. next week. I think. Yeah. I know. Look, I'm working up something that I will throw at you guys. We'll talk about it later. Okay. All right. All right. We'll go into that later. What do you want to wrap about today? Well, I'm going to answer the question that's been sitting out there for how many weeks now? About well, three, four and a half. I'm going to say. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I don't have an answer to Joe's side of it because pretty much all the books that I read and enjoy for the most That's part true, yeah. have been adapted at some point yeah. or another. You know I mean? I could say I want this and I wouldn't, but, but it's been done. Uh, but a book series that I think should be made into a TV series or something like that um, has to be Fritz Leiber's um, nuance stories of Stafford and the gray mouser. I think that those would be so awesome to do. Never read them. Uh, uh, did you, did you read the Chaikin and Mignola comics or, uh, yeah. anything like that? I checked those out. Uh, definitely. Yeah. Like those, like those stories would be rad. Uh, I mean, and they, like I said, they've done that in two different, like DC did the swords of sorcery comic series of those books and yeah. like it's all been done. But I think, you know, in this world we're in right now where, you know, there's so many different like comic properties out there and like, uh, fantasy properties. I, I hate calling it fantasy because I think fantasy yeah. is a whole nother 
that that's a genre that isn't like the same as swords and sorcery no, or totally. grim dark. Yeah, you know, so like like I wouldn't call Game of Thrones uh, fantasy. I would call it more. No, like, yeah. not at all, not at all. Uh, but you know, like that's kind of where I'm at. You I'd love to see that series. You wouldn't made call into Game of something. Thrones fantasy? No, I mean there's dragons in it and shit, and there is some magic, but I I don't think of it as fantasy. What does I it think take for it to become two... fantasy? More well, like elves and gnomes and shit like that, you know? Like, it... see, but then there's also like fantasy also falls into like like sex fantasy and like well yeah for, uh, well there's a lot of that in game of thrones I mean, well, sure <laughs> wealth fantasies like there's yeah. sports fantasy like this fantasy is too i don't like that yeah, term it's way at too broad sure, like sci-fi if i say the word sci-fi you know what i'm talking about if i say the word yeah. you know like martial arts movie you know what you're getting into but if i say the word sure karate kid fantasy like what the fuck does that mean yeah man like fantasy island yeah like, there's there's too much what are fantasy we talking about going, here, you know yeah yeah uh, but hey, I want to talk a little bit about Hellboy. Okay, maybe. all right, all right, all right. How do okay, you, how do you feel? Okay, here's look. Uh, I'm a big proponent of separating um, source materials from uh, different interpretations. Sure. So I'm not going to sit here and and complain about it and bitch about it. Right. And and, and um, but I do the things that I think are really interesting is like. They're making him so quippy. Like, he's such a jokester. I mean, don't you think you know, he's, like, he's pretty quippy in the books? No, no. I mean, like, everybody else around he's him is... He's dry. I don't think he's... He's very dry. Quippy. I'll give you that. Spider-Man is quippy. He's very dry. I'll right. give you that. This is a lot of one-liners. Right. Hellboy does not toss off one-liners. I mean, and my hope and is we've his, seen like, them all. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. What's your hope, Jared? And, and then his, his face is so demonic yeah. uh, it, it, like his design and, and I granted Magnola's artwork is really simple. Mm-hmm. Um, but this like design of his face is so uh, like, I wouldn't want to talk to him, you know, like when you look at Hellboy in the comics, you're like, Oh man, I could maybe sit across from him and have pancakes. But like, this one, I'd be like, I'm shitting my pants. <laughs> <laughs> this this Hellboy is. Scary. I don't know. I don't like have he, a. I don't have a problem with the look. I like how scary he looks. Uh, I'm not a fan of his long flowing hair. Pull that shit back. Mm. Why? It doesn't bother me that much. I don't need it. I don't know. I it don't just, need it. It just does not um, bother me. I will much. say this. I think the creature designs are incredible. Yeah. I think they look amazing. But they yeah. always have been. Yeah, like, that's even, true. Even in, even in the previous movies, right. the creature designs were bad. The Del Toro even movies in, yeah, were Even great, in yeah. like the, yeah, the creatures that I didn't even want to be there looked really cool. Mm-hmm. You know? And, I mean, and you could say that uh, uh, Del Toro Hellboy was kind of cartoony looking. Yeah. Which, you know, which is fine. Uh, really, I mean, I don't know. Like, it's kind of hard to de- kind of hard hard to define a Magnola drawing into reality. It is. It's too <laughs> it is. I minimal. Think, I don't think they did. A, there was a problem with the way he looked in those movies at all. I thought he looked great. It was just yeah. the stories I didn't care for. I I, st- I liked how the first one started. I hated it mid by midway through. I realized they're turning this into a love story, and by the end, I hated it. The second one, yeah, that's just, I don't want to see Hellboy in the Lord of the Rings universe. I don't need that. You have so many see, great I, I didn't, supernatural stories that didn't you bother told me. that I would have rather It doesn't bother seen. me either. Like, they're 
there are plenty of stories of about Hellboy in sure. worlds like that. Fairies with and fairies stuff like that. I stuff. get it, but I would have rather seen more like let's do like the Wolves of St. August or something, or let's go into the vampire stuff. Let's, you know, like the or the Baba Yaga or something like that. I would have Baba much Yaga. rather seen that. Baba Yaga's in the new movie. You don't she uh, is. You don't you don't want them to sit around and sing love songs while drinking? <laughs> exactly. Like in that second movie? Yeah. Uh, and like Abe Sapien oh. just falls head over heels in love with Elf Queen and is like, fuck you, friends. You know, <laughs> like I'm all about yeah. the end of the world now. Like, oh, wait a minute. Mm, that seems irresponsible. Mm. I guess I'll come back to being yeah. a good guy. You know, it, there was just so many problems with it. And if, if the worst thing that happens in this one is they try to make Hellboy a little more relatable, by making him a little quippy or whatever, but the film is scary and it looks cool oh and man, it's got a good is, story. He is stabbing a lot of dudes in this trailer. I'm okay with that. Yeah. I'm all right with it. Uh, I thought Dime, yeah, Dime Dime a lot of cool. F-bombs. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of like, I, you know, it's funny that they did the red trailer like they did. And it's almost like, I don't know if they're just really pushing it or they're like, Hey man, you know, this isn't, this isn't del Toro's Hellboy. Look, we, we say fuck all the time. They definitely, we, you can, the marketing, they definitely are. You know, right. Like, like, I, I don't have a problem with cursing. I have a problem with cursing because you can, because you feel like you need to. Right. To make yourself sound cool or edgy or whatever. And that's what that felt like to me. Yeah. Uh, I, I love Jovovich, and I hope she uh, chews up the scenery like, it, yeah, for sure. Like it's a pack of, pack of bubble gum. Like, oh my God. Yeah. No, she's great. And I think she'll be great in this. And, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Thomas Branch in the chat just brought something up, and he said Dark Horse needs a win either way. They're losing licenses left and right, and he's absolutely yeah. Right. Dark Horse really needs this. They need this success. And if I it, agree. If I it, agree. If it spins off and we get to see, like, a Lord Baltimore movie because of it or something, I mean, oh geez. that would be kick-ass. Uh, Baltimore's not actually in the Hellboy universe. I know. That's fine. But he right. is in the Mike Mignola-verse, and you can do that. Okay. Right on, dude. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thank you, Jared. Toots, As always. Always good to talk to you, brother. We will talk to you soon. Yeah, man. You guys take care. All right. All right. You, too, you do the same. All right. Let's go back to our voicemails for a minute. The phone line is open. Feel free to interrupt us. Let's see who this is. I don't know. We got a one on somebody left a message on the phone line. This was like three weeks ago. I apologize for us taking so long to get to you. Play. Oh, hey, hey, nerds, BS3. Let's see if I can get uh, a correct answer this time. Uh, <laughs> so, if you're looking for an epic adaptation from a book series to a TV show, Dragonlance seems like it makes sense, yeah. uh, especially given the, the success of Game of Thrones. But I'm somebody who likes anime and stuff for fancy. So uh, uh, a lot, or not a live action, uh, uh, um, an epic cartoon of Dragonlance would be something that I would love to see as a regular series. Totally get behind uh, I have a question for you, though. So one of the first comic memories I, I recall is, is buying the, the comic adaptation of the movie House 2. The entire <laughs> movie in a single issue. And it was well told. I, I mean, that it too. captured every single scene. And I don't think there are comic adaptations of movies anymore. So I'm interested to know what comic adaptation of a movie you would like to see. I'd like to see the BMX movie Rad, but that's me. All right. <laughs> 
Back to you. Adios, nerd. You don't see comic adaptations of movies anymore, and I think it's because uh, they... I mean, you do have Marvel movies, but yeah. don't. Well, yeah, they do kind of still do some of that shit. Or they, they do prequels a lot. Marvel does yeah, prequels. Yeah, it's more yeah. along those lines. Like, yeah. the Star Wars stuff, it's like, here's the prequel to the next movie, or here's the prequel to, yeah. you know, this show or book or whatever. But you don't really... Yeah. I think they did do a Rogue One adaptation at Marvel. Did they? Yeah. I don't remember um, that. But, like, right now, right now they're, like, Coming up soon, if it's not already out, it's like Marvel's pre- prelude to Avengers Endgame. Right. You know, that sort of stuff. Which is cool. I don't have a problem with that. As far as like a movie that I would like to see adapted, <laughs> so, I just don't think that works. <laughs> I think uh, they stopped doing it for a good reason. Mm. I did also buy the House 2 uh, adaptation because I loved House so much. It is a wackadoo 80s. Like, it, it they is, sort of build it as a weird. horror flick, but it's not so much horror. It's not a haunted house. It's got horror elements. Yeah, it's got scary yeah. elements. It's like a house that has like portals to all these different dimensions in it and shit. And yeah. like, it's crazy. It is bonkers crazy. House two, not as good. <laughs> it's got Cliff Clavin from Cheers in it, though. It's true. It's true. Uh, boy, man, did they ever do a comic book adaptation? Comic book adaptation of Willow. I love that. Oh movie. yeah, I'm sure. Willow. A hundred percent. And I'll bet somebody that we know with a huge name was behind it. <laughs> oh man. Like it wouldn't surprise me if it was like John Burns Willow or something. <laughs> Seriously, it would have been the time. Chris Claremont and Howard Shaken present Willow. Look that up. Look it up. All I'm right. gonna play this voicemail while you do. It's a short one. I'm not sure who this is. Uh, I think he called back because he couldn't get through. Oh oh oh. All right, all right, all right, all right. Let me find you. Thank you for calling THN Cover to Cover. Caller, who this? This is Zach Hollowell. Zach Hollowell, how are you, sir? I'm all right, driving back from Bellevue. You know, just thought I'd give you boys a call, see what's going on. What, you're just hanging out in Bellevue? What are you doing down there? Yeah. I had to give a guy some money to build us a bed. Oh, okay. Did you break your other one? No, no. That's kind just of a personal question. <laughs> Just decide to be adults and get a headboard for one. Oh, of, you look know, at you. No more sleeping on the yeah, floor? Right? You just had, before, you just had the mattress on the floor, no. right, in the corner? No. <laughs> it's not one of those wooden things with the wooden slots, you know, but we decided to step it up, you know? Okay, that's fair. Very yeah. adult. Uh, Zach brought it to my attention just the other day, and we should have I should have said something to Wooly Toots. Super 7's Conan figure is coming out real soon here, and it is like a beautiful 8-inch Conan figure for $35, but they want $14 shipping! Well, like <laughs> I told you, crazy. like I told you, BigBadToyStore.com will I know. also do it. $5 flat shipping for however much shit you buy. I know, I'm going to wait. If I miss it, I'm going to be so, so pissed, though. I'm going to be so pissed yeah. if I miss it. Because Super 7 does, like, you know, the He-Man figures, but they it's always like you got to buy the whole set of four. Right. Big Bad Toy Store is like, no, we buy a whole bunch of them, so you can just order the ones. And I wish I would have known that sooner. Because yeah. then it's, because they yeah. want to sell sets of four, and it's like, I want two of those. Right. I don't yeah. want four of those. I want two of those. Yeah, like, I don't need Orco. So, I don't care about Orco, but I want that oh, no, friggin' no, I need Merman. Orco. <laughs> I need the Orco. I've got Merman. I love I got Orco. Merman, but I need... Well, you're, you guys are, you guys actually, are the classic. What do you think of that? I had the, I had the uh, original Orco action figure. Yeah, I remember you like pulled the thing. You had a zip, zip line. Around. Yeah, dude. <laughs> it came with a magic trick. The, yeah. uh, actually, uh, when the classics Orco... Have you seen the classics Orco they came out with a couple yeah. years ago? Yeah, it's pretty cool. Like it, it's Well, but did you see what the accessory that comes with him is since he's so small? Isn't it like a sparkly magic thing that comes out of his hand? 
no, no. You get Orko, but then laying down in the pack where you can barely see it is a full-size Prince Adam figure. Really? <laughs> yeah, because they're like, here's Orko. Oh, yeah, and we'll give you Prince Adam, too, since he's so small. Oh, that's cool. No shit. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> like, that's like the biggest pack-in accessory I've ever seen. It's yeah, great. no doubt. But he's not like beefy Prince Adam, right? He's like a regular-sized dude. Yeah, regular size. Yeah, because... You know, which is, he's basically He-Man, but which whatever. makes more sense, though. I mean, like... Back in the, because back in the cartoons and shit. Nah, it man, was like, it was just like I'm Prince Adam, and I'm scared of everything, and I'm just like grotesquely ripped under all these. It clothes. was just like it was just like Clark <laughs> taking his glasses off, man. <laughs> right. He put on that pink shirt, like, bust his shirt off, and his like, purple vest, and you're like, oh, oh Prince Adam. I'm so glad that like wet towel Prince Adam. Where did he man go? He was just here a second ago. <laughs> with, with that Prince Valiant haircut, you know, no one knows. It's yeah, you. No, absolutely, no. absolutely. Yeah. So. uh... Like, well, I, since we're talking about this already, you might as well start this. Did you guys uh, see any of the stuff? I guess David Goyer uh, got fired off the He-Man movie and has been Good. giving some interviews about what it was supposed to be. Good. I do not. No, yeah. uh, what was it supposed to be? Well, his his whole plan for it was this should be a three-movie arc, like kind of similar to Lord of the Rings oh, with like boy. all the fucking characters having like their tribe sort of. And, like, more of a war, like, not just the main characters fighting, but, like, Skeletor's leading, like, Beast Man, who has, like, a fucking army of Beast Men, oh. and Superman having an army of Beast Men. Like, we, the Mechanic and, people, will help you, He-Man! You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Boy, so you all get only, erections, and, you know. <laughs> but, like, uh, he, he, he said the problem that they had was, he said, well, it was being too ambitious, and it was going to be, you know, like, fucking huge budgets and long movie commitments. And right. they were kind of like, no, nah, we don't we don't want to get into that budget, especially stretching that budget across three movies. Yeah. So, you, no. you might want to be they, really careful and make one good one first. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. That's going to be tough. As, as opposed to, you made one and it was kind of shitty and... Okay, what happened to the rest of the story? Well, we'll never find out. Right. So they better bring back Gwildor. I'm going to lose my mind. Gwild. No. <laughs> I hated Gwildor. <laughs> oh, the so only one awful. that can help us now is the king of the Stinkors. <laughs> the Stinkor tribe. We, the Stink people, will fight for you. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be like the end of what? Aquaman. <laughs> And that's that's the other thing that Super Seven's doing right now is they actually did a uh, yeah. pre-order on like four figures that are based on the movie. Yeah. And I know all these guys in these collector groups are like, "Oh, they're awesome!" And I'm like, "No, yeah, they look sweet. Too bad that movie fucking sucks." Yeah, the movie was terrible. And they're like, <laughs> "It was so no, bad." These, these people like that, and they're like, "No, it wasn't that bad a movie for what it was." Yes. And I'm like, "Yes, no, it, it was bad." The best thing it wasn't actually written as a He-Man movie. It was written as something else. Yeah. And they just slapped stand on it to like say hey look we got this property we yeah, need they to just make a movie farted the character it's just like the super mario brothers movie that we got i mean like it was the same right. thing this was not written as <laughs> super mario brothers the, it fucking shows the best thing the best thing about the masters of the sorry, universe frank's movie, daughter i am sorry i have a yeah, filthy mouth man. and i apologize the best thing about the masters of the universe movie is that frank langella had a blast making it oh you could tell yeah, oh, yeah like he yeah. is like there there you can read about it like frank frank langella loved playing skeletor oh, he, he was wonderful he was the high point of the movie yeah he was incredible as skeletor it just the story was yeah. just stupid it was so dumb everyone else sucked and didn't like didn't look like their parts the yeah. guy who played man at arms was kind of okay 
Yeah. He was all right. He was fine. But that's it. Dolph Lundgren, you know, yeah. is Dolph Lundgren, and but he was just like at that time. I think he still barely had a grasp on the English language, <laughs> and, and showed. It did know? have uh, Willie Ames from Charles in Charge. Yeah, it, buddy, buddy, is he dead? Did yeah. Buddy die? No. Are you sure? I hope Pretty so. Sure. Hey, hey, hey. No, he's Bible Man now. He's yeah, Bible he, Man, he became he? some. He oh, went, he that's right. Went on some kind of Kirk Cameron yeah, trajectory. Right. I forgot. Poor Buddy. Yeah. R.I.P. R.I.P. Buddy. <laughs> but Charles, <laughs> this so, doesn't the, seem the, like a good idea. <laughs> God, he was terrible. <laughs> the other thing I've been into lately is uh, you guys watching Umbrella Academy. Love yes, it. Yes, I loved it. Finished it. It was so I'm, great. I'm like an episode out from finishing it. And my wife loves it, it's, of all things. Yeah, Casey loved it, too. You know, she really enjoyed it. Yeah. I loved it. And I, they did some, obviously, they took the first two stories and kind of smashed them together a little bit. But yeah, it bit. totally worked. It worked so well. I, I never read the books. And my wife's like, this seems like the kind of thing you would read. Why haven't you? And I'm like, because uh, we got two kids. What fucking time do I have to read shit? You should read the but, books. But <laughs> uh, it's, really, it's really making me want to go back and read them. You should I, read the books. It's solid. I like it. It was yeah, wonderful. They're, they're really good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And they just, like, the casting, the way, like, the art direction, it looked like the book. It really did. And I'm sorry we didn't, and get, I'm kind of, we didn't get Space Boy in the space suit or whatever, you know. But, like, what they did totally worked. Totally I'm worked. kind of wondering if they'll do another season at this point. Because it seems to be doing yes, well. It was renewed. Yeah, I it, just read yesterday. It was, it was renewed. It was. Mm -hmm. Yep. Uh, great. Which Perfect. Is good because it ends on quite a cliffhanger. Yeah, you can say <laughs> that. <laughs> we won't okay. spoil it though because well, yeah, Zach's an episode. Zach's an episode from the end. So yeah, I'm curious to see where they go with this though. And I'm not not to spoil anything, but the way that it does end, they very much could do what they're doing in the current story. They could set that up very oh, okay. easily where we're like, oh shit, all the characters are here doing this. Oh, okay. You know? So I don't know. We'll see. I'm excited for it. Zach, it is always good to talk to you. I got to open this phone line back up. Somebody's all right, boys. Take it easy. Love Zach you. Trying to Bye, call. Zach. Love you. Phone line is open. I'm not sure who that was. It kept trying to call, but feel free to call us back. Brian Domingos is trying to get through. The phone line is open. Okay. Hit us, Brian. We're waiting for you. We're just going to sit here and be quiet until you call. On you, Brian. Okay, that's awful. We're not doing that. <laughs> we should keep it going. <laughs> the last 15 minutes of cover to cover was silence. <laughs> Those guys suck. I hate that show. <laughs> there it is. Thank you for calling THN cover to cover. Caller, who dis? It's Brian Domingos. All right. Hey, we just right. had to shame you into calling back. What's going on, guys? Not too much. What's going on with you, buddy? We were just talking about He-Man. We were talking. We were doing some He-Man smack talking. David Goyer. I, I heard that. David Goyer got I'm fired. I'm out of the loop. I saw the, that other one from, like, what, 30 years ago? And um, that was, like, the last He-Man stuff time. I did. Yeah, so. it was time. something. Uh, what do you want to rap about, buddy? Um, I mean, I, I try to, you know, to keep focused. And so I, I make, like, a little list. And I, it's been, I don't know, a month. So um, I have a million things. But Read the list. Um, Let's do it. Well, did you guys do, have you looked at or read any of the, uh, those TKO, uh, studios comics? No, I'm aware of them, but no, uh, I've not read them. Uh, cause I picked up two oh, of right. the, um, you know, the ones they're publishing either digital, yeah, yeah. um, in issues in a box or in a, in a trade. Yeah. Um, there's I a, Gar there's the a Garth Ennis one, right? Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. Um, 
And I, I read the, uh, the good, uh, what good night paradise or goodbye paradise. Um, that's the Josh, uh, Dysart, um, um, one about the homeless guy. Okay. I've mm-hmm. not, yeah, I haven't read any of these, but they've got a bunch of big names on them. How yeah, was it? It's, um, it, um, it was, I don't, it was weird. Like I thought the, it's hard when you read it as a, as a graphic novel, because I thought the pacing was kind of slow. Um, so I don't know how it read in issues, but I find like, I, I like the idea of the company as a premise, but I kind of like, I don't understand the idea of being the, the person who wants it in the box when you can get it in a nice book to go on your bookshelf. Explain the premise for everybody real quick of the company. So they, they publish original work. Um, but what's surprising to me is that it's not creator owned, which is really surprising. Really? Um, I, didn't know that. I assume they were because you've got Garth Ennis and all these people, but in, in the, the bottom, the inside, um, you know, looking at the credits on the inside and it says it's TKO studios or whatever the name of the place is. Huh. Um, so I was very surprised by that because these seem like creator owned works. Mm-hmm. Um, but they have, so they're like these new stories and different genres and they do their six issues at a piece and they release it all at once. So you can get it as one full graphic novel and they're oversized. So kind of the size of the, um, like the oversized hardcovers that like the deluxe ones that DC puts out. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, they're that size. Um, or you can get the six issues in like a collector's box. They're not bagged and boarded. They're just like in the box. Yeah. It's like a slipcase. Um, a slip yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it, it kind of like pops open. It's like a, you know, it's like something you'd get your razors in in the mail, that sort of thing. <laughs> um, and then the uh, and then it's digital, and you could read the first issue for free on the website. I mean, yeah, it's clever. I'll give them that. And it, but what's the price point? Um, the trades were, I think, maybe sixteen ninety nine or seventeen ninety nine, which is right up where the DC prices are. Yeah, that's not bad. Maybe it was eighteen. It was something like that. I mean, it's under twenty bucks for six issues, which is reasonable. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's the, the Dark Horse ones are at least twenty. Um, that's true. And I mean, the production values were fine. Um, they were, you know, they were nice, and and it seems like a good little package. But it's just, I don't know. It's a really strange. The business model well, like, is odd, right? And they're not available in comic book stores, right? You have to go directly through them. Well, they are direct to the to like buyers, but the I got these from a comic shop because comic shops can buy them. Oh, okay, so, sure, okay. Um, yeah, but, so because they that's don't the go sort through, of thing. Like, it's not through Diamond. You you like you deal with them. Yeah, at this point, I don't think so. So, and that was part of the thing. Like, I didn't really like. I get a lot of my stuff. Like, I pre-order everything, so it's like discounted. And so, like, paying full price for something I haven't, you know, that I don't know what it is. I didn't feel great about that. But doing it out of a sure doing it out of a shop, I was like, all right, I'd you know, at least some money goes to the store a little bit. Um, so, um, the whole thing sounds very like indie record label to me, honestly. Where like record like musicians and record labels have moved away from major labels because they were losing so much money and starting smaller labels by the artists where you're dealing directly with the artist. I mean, that happens like, especially in metal that happens a lot with the, like the bands I yeah. listen to. I, they are like, they work with someone who is just a distributor more or less. And they come to them and they say, we paid for the record. We will pay you X amount to put it out, but we will make a hell of a lot more money on the back end, just dealing directly with our fans. And yeah, I mean, if previews has not taken a chunk of that change, that's not a bad way to set up a company. You just have to maintain it, and you have to get it out there and do the advertising the hard way. I would argue previews doesn't do shit for advertising as it is. I mean, they put out a book and shit. I mean, previews, previews is only useful for people that 
go to comic book stores. Right. And you have to deal it, with unless you, you have, have to deal unless with you it. have the presence of mind to go look at it online. Right. But even then you have to know what it is. Yeah, that's true. So it's not really an advertising tool, it's a catalog. I don't know. I think it's it's kind of a cool idea for a company. Yeah, I just I don't know. I hope that they can I hope they they can maintain because they are attracting a lot of big name talent. It does shock me that it's not creator owned. I didn't know that. I'll need to check out yeah, so I need to check out some the, of the first um, issues. It's possible that the Garth Ennis, so it it was the um yeah, the Goodnight uh Paradise, which is the the creative team that did um Unknown Soldier for Vertigo. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. So it's like it's a and it's sort of a it's weird, like I didn't I couldn't tell what kind of book it was until like the third issue. Like it's about this guy who's homeless and he lives on the streets in LA and it's just like but it kind of turns into like this sort of murder mystery, but it doesn't it doesn't really commit enough. So I I was like, is is this like a slice of life about a homeless guy? And it's like, oh, this is like a vaguely crime book. Hmm. Like it, it's a it, the the pacing's very strange. Um, and the the artwork's good, and like the production values are good. But that was definitely um, company owned. And then the other one was the seven um, seven, seven deadly sins. Yeah, I saw some coverage like a, of that one. It's and now it's it's one of the two that they put out that's written by like the publisher. Okay. Who has something to do with with Gotham? He's, I think, a writer on Gotham or something, which mm-hmm. was a major uh, negative for me yeah. at the, the start, because um, I don't know what that show is. But um, it's and it's seven seven deadly sins, which is a little heavy handed because they're you know there's like these seven criminals and they have to team up and it's you know and and uh, it was if it wasn't called that I would have missed the complete metaphor, but it's very hammered in like <laughs> sure. oh these are seven people and this what? guy is is sloth and one this guy is fat is one is like, horny all the time <laughs> one is really mad pretty, one is yeah, ethnic well, and in a wheelchair one, <laughs> yeah well there's really one guy who's like, he uh he like ate a bunch of people so he oh. like his crime is like cannibalism oh boy um and but it, it's kind of set it's like sort of a western like it's it's set I think after the civil war, I can't remember exactly, but, um, but it's pretty, it's fine. Like it's and so I got to the end, I was like, I don't know. Like it, it, it was not anything where I'd say you guys absolutely, I didn't post about it on the forum cause I didn't think it really mattered. Like it wasn't that good. I didn't, I didn't think I had to tell anyone about it, Yeah, um, sure. but I think it's an interesting, um, premise of a format and, but I'm and curious about the, the, company- the fearsome Dr. Fang, Dan McDade works on that. I mean, it looks pretty cool. I don't know. I might check that one out, but I haven't checked any of these out yet. I forget that they are. The only reason I remember that they exist is because Brian brings them up, which I think might be a failure in in, uh, marketing. Well, because I don't see them mentioned anywhere. Yeah. I mean, it's got to be tough anymore. If you're starting a company like this, you're doing it on your own and you're going to be doing your own marketing and whatnot. And they're also putting out a product and dealing with pretty big name creators. That's got to be a full-time job in and of itself. I mean, more power to them. I hope this succeeds because more comics is just good. Even when they're bad, more comics is good is one thing I've always said. But I don't know, man. This is tough. This is a tough one to get into. If it works, they could change the marketplace completely. If it doesn't, eh, it'll just be another failed comic book company. <laughs> I am going well, to write myself a note right now to check out tko comics okay there you go i think i think it's interesting that there's with that you know kind of direct to consumer and also if dc starts doing some sort of these hundred page giants and if they're maybe they're going to start bundling titles together or yeah you know it's kind of it's the stuff that it's funny because it's like it's what 
if you go back and find like old articles that Larry Young, the publisher and writer, wrote back in the early 2000s, like, right. you know, why doesn't DC put out a an 80 page Superman book like every quarter? Like, why doesn't you know? And and it's like just doing these things, like put out little collections of these stories rather yeah. than you don't have to do them monthly. And, and it's like, it kind of feels like things are kind of going that way. Just like back in the day. Um, I mean, like when you go to Toys R Us and there'd be like a bundle of comics there mm-hmm. with like what Marvel Comics presents Wolverine on the cover. And then inside the bundle is like Muppet Babies. And you're like, ah, oh, God damn it. But I mean, like, whatever, <laughs> you're getting shit out there. You know? <laughs> hey, I love that Muppet Babies comic. <laughs> of course you did. Brian, we have got to finish these voicemails, man. It is always good to talk to you, though. We will check out TKO Comics. Yeah, have a good one, guys. We will Thanks, absolutely Brian. do it. Later. In fact, maybe we should both review one on next week's show. Uh, yeah, we'll see. We can read the first. Uh, we can read the first episodes free. Let's read one and review one on next week's show. We'll see. I already made my picks. We're doing it. Too bad. There we go. All right. Oh, uh, Willow is a three-issue comic book adaptation of the fantasy movie of the same name that was published by Marvel Comics. Okay. In 1988, it was written by Joe Duffy. Joe Duffy. Illust- I forgot about Joe Duffy. Illustrated by Nebraska's own Bob Hall. Hey, Bob. Yeah. Good for Bob. Is Bob okay? Why, why wouldn't he be? I don't know. I thought he got sick or something. No, I don't think so. Okay, good. I'm not, I'm not wishing anything bad on Bob. I like Bob. All right. You heard it here first. Matt Bomb wishes that <laughs> Bob Hall was <laughs> no, dead. That's not true. I liked Bob. He's a good guy. Hey guys, what's up? It's Kettner calling in with an answer to the question of the week. Jeez, could not get through on the phone lines today, guys. Too popular, kudos, bro. Kudos to uh, lighten it up. Uh, anyway, uh, my answer uh, is the novels of George Pelicanos. Now, who's George Pelicanos, you might ask? Uh, well, uh, he's an American novelist uh, out of D.C., and his work, some of his work has already not been adapted, but he's worked on one of the best crime shows in television history, yeah, I know The, the Wire. So oh. He was a really instrumental voice uh, in the writing of The Wire. He played Omar on The Wire. His writing and <laughs> no, out his novels. But he's got a lot of books, but the ones I most want uh, to be see adapted are some of his early uh, work, which is very... Um, it leans a little bit more into the pulp. Um, there's the first one is Shoe Dog, which is about a getaway driver, uh, you know, sort of drifter. But then they get progressively more real. There's a there's one called King Sucker Man that is uh, has more of a Hitchcocky vibe because it's about two kind of regular schmoes who are caught in the middle of you know crime and and all the ins and outs. And it's in the 70s, and one of the protagonists of record store, Pelicanus, is really up on music history, uh, hip-hop, soul, uh, punk. There's lots of DC hardcore references in all of his books, which I love as, a, as an old punk rocker. Um, and then the third one kind of in that set is uh, called, I think, The Sweet Forever. And that picks up with the record store guy and his buddy um, years later, and that gets into like police corruption, and that's that's where you really start to see like the DNA of the wire starting to show through in his books. Anyways, they're amazing crime fiction books that I would love to see that film or a series. Uh, it would be really, really awesome. Uh, runner up would be uh, the first law series by Joe Abercrombie, um, which There's a name for I've me, personally, you know, is 
is a sort of ahead of the George R. R. Martin in terms of the the realistic, gritty but funny, uh, intense fantasy world. And new favorite, Becky Chambers with her Wayfarer series, which will sort of scratch the itch for any Firefly fans out there. You should check out The Long Way to a Small Angry Planet. And I think that you know everyone could would love to see some of those books adapted to the big screen. Anyway. That's it. Hope you guys are doing well. Bye. I think Bye. there is a Wayfarer series that's actually coming, and it might. Or no, no, no. I <clears throat> pardon me. I was thinking of Night Flyers, which is George R. R. Martin on Sci-Fi, and it's like a Sci-Fi show. You were thinking of Pilot Wings, which was a video game on the Super Nintendo. Yes, I was thinking of Pilot Wings. Yeah, <laughs> Pelicanos. Though I guess I knew the guy was a writer. I only really attached him to TV writing. I suppose it makes sense that he has a bunch of books. Yeah, <laughs> I loved The Wire. Uh, poor cat has tried to get through three times uh that was his second attempt he left a voicemail he couldn't get through so he just left a voicemail the funny part was he was like oh man i'm so glad you guys are so busy we didn't do a show last week i know (laughs) um he actually just left another voicemail about 15 minutes ago oh yeah i see it uh hey jerome at its cat uh, according to the Google transcript. Um, I guess just play the last message. He said, uh, yeah, I don't know if you're doing the show, but yeah, if you're doing the question of the week, I guess just play the last message. We played the last message. Uh, something, something, maybe we're buried under a pile of snow, in which case I hope that you make it out of the ziggurat. Fair enough. Thank you. We did actually manage to make it to the ziggurat today. Joe Patrick. We've got one more voicemail, though, from Jason Sachs. Oh, we do? Yeah, we do. Oh, I didn't see that one. It's right there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there it is. Yeah, it's right there. He's out all day on Saturday. He's doing two hey 5Ks guys, this weekend. Oh, my God. I know. That's at least 12K. That's like got to be. Man, that sounds disgusting. So many Ks. Hey, guys. It's Jason Sachs recording on my new podcasting gear. Hey. This sounds pretty darn good. It sounds great. Uh, much better than the old ways anyway. Uh, so uh, I'm not going to be able to call in this weekend. Got two races actually this weekend and... Um, you know, it'll be fun, I guess. Um, but I wanted to talk to you about Umbrella Academy because I thought that show was maybe one of the best superhero shows I've seen in a long time. I totally agree. Um, and I thought it was interesting. So first of all, I thought it was a great show. Um, awesome characters, really interesting storylines, um, a lot of mystery, a lot of stuff that kind of gets you wanting to come back episode after episode, which is exactly what you want, obviously, on a binge show. But more than that, like, I thought the show really built on the comic series in really intriguing ways. Like, uh, I went back and reread the two graphic novels after I saw the show, and I was kind of struck by how much more shallow the TV, the uh, comic felt, how the comic felt like a loose outline compared to a complex tight integrated storyline in the movie or in the tv show rather and um i'm not used to there being that much difference Um, i thought that was kind of intriguing but the show was uh outstanding and a really cool way to show um superpowers uh cosmic craziness and interesting um characters going through some rather intriguing adventures uh for example luther who is really just more like an ape man from the moon in the uh, comic has such depth and complexity to him yeah. in the show. And um, I think my two favorite characters were Cha-Cha and Hazel. Oh. Yes. Um, Hazel and his little subplot with the waitress was wonderful. And, uh, you know, they did a great job of setting up his character from the beginning and kind of building it from there. So um, I can't wait for season two. I uh, think that there's a lot of cool mystery that they can build upon and I loved it. The only thing I like more is 
Doom Patrol. Oh my oh. god, Doom Patrol. But that could be a topic for a future week. Oh. Doom Patrol is a lot of fun. Uh, I got I watched episodes two and three of Doom Patrol last night. They get even better. I've only seen the first two. Oh man, it's great. It's so good. Yeah, I'm officially in. Totally it's, in. It's really wonderful. Uh, On the subject of shows, if you're not watching Deadly Class, you are an idiot. It is one of the best comic book adaptations I have ever seen. It is uh, some a of my, wonderful some show. Some of my friends that are big fans of the of the book have kind of fallen off of it. They've definitely know. changed it a bit. They've um, definitely changed it. And I, I, I will admit that I'm four episodes behind. I completely love it. The episode where they're doing acid in Las Vegas was simply stunning. Okay. Absolutely amazing. Uh, I will say... Uh, Umbrella on the subject of Umbrella Academy, that was a show that I literally couldn't stop watching. I just was yeah. like, I gotta watch the next one. I gotta yeah. watch the next one. Whereas with other comic book shows, I've felt that with you know things like Daredevil or whatnot. But like Punisher, in one weekend I binged like the first seven or eight episodes, and then I was just like over it. I haven't even finished it. Season two, I finished it. It was great. But Umbrella Academy kept my attention the entire time. Yeah, Umbrella Academy succeeds in, like he said, with fleshing some, like fleshing out some stuff they couldn't do in the comics, obviously because the comics are shorter. But when you can make the villains as captivating as yes, the heroes, yes, that is such a success, and it's one of my favorite things. And it's a simple little trick they did, like Josh Whedon does all the time. Like, that's all I loved about Buffy was, like, I loved the bad guys as much as the good guys because right. they were just trying to do their job. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, it was a, a, a really wonderful show. Yeah. And I'm glad that it got renewed. I loved it. Joe Patrick. Yeah, buddy. Your answer of the week. Let's hear it. I already answered uh, mine. Okay, so. Um, hmm. I gave a creator for mine, too. A I'm book. Just saying. That wasn't the question. So no, I'm just, nobody I'm just, asked you. Just saying. Uh, so a book series that I'd like to see adapted into uh, another form of media, like a TV show or movie. Um, the I, world of Richard Scary with the little animals, <laughs> like, like construction workers and shit. I would love, I'm, I'm very excited, actually, that it's actually happening. Uh, Terry Pratchett's Discworld novels. Is that happening? Uh, they are making, a, they are making a, a, a show focusing on the City Watch. Okay, I feel um, like we've been talking about this for four years. So for those of you that uh, aren't familiar, Discworld is a series of novels set on um, a flat world that's perched on the back of you know, four. Like the real world. Like it, right. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, it's, a, it's a flat disc that rests on the back of four giant elephants that themselves stand on the back of a giant turtle flying through space see when you describe it like that how can i not be intrigued uh, um and there are 41 novels 41 or 44 sounds like you're making up a religion uh, <laughs> yeah um and they are uh there, there are themes so like there are um uh it's broken up into themes like so uh, uh several of the novels follow like the main witch characters uh they're the wizards that teach at the wizard university there's the city watch do the elephants talk i uh, know they're in space okay well what does that have to do with anything? You can't talk in space? Uh, so when Superman fought the nuclear man and they yelled at each other the whole time, you're telling me they weren't talking in space? What? I'm telling you that that movie was probably <laughs> not scientifically accurate. Um, uh, several of the novels focus on uh, the personification of death and uh, so on and so on. It's not important. But they're making a BBC adaptation of uh, an actual series of The City Watch, which is my favorite of the uh, the themes in Discworld. Terry Pratchett is a British man, right? 
Yes, Terry Pratchett was a British man. Oh, he's uh, a dead British man. He, yes, he passed away due to complications from Alzheimer's. Oh, God. Um, uh, some years ago, I think 2015, he died. Um, but he was uh, a big time collaborator with Neil Gaiman, uh, Good Omens. Right. Uh, they wrote that together, and that book is uh, also being made into a show. Uh, that's coming to Amazon Prime, starring David Tennant. Oh yeah, and I Michael did see Sheen. That. Yeah, I did see that. I'm interested. Uh, and there have been like BBC uh, TV movie adaptations of a couple of the Discworld books that they're, but they're pretty cheesy. Like really, you know, TV movie. Yeah, in the like in the 90s, early 2000s. Oh, I didn't know. Like that. Tim Curry was in one. I loved him. Um, uh, 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 Richard Coyle, who is an actor that uh, I was a fan of on a, on the BBC show Coupling. Uh, Richard Coyle. He, Who was he uncoupling? He was uh, he was Jeffrey, the dumb one. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, and he had this uh, he had this constant paranoid fantasy that his mom was going to walk in on him doing something embarrassing, and yeah. she could just go, "Oh, Jeffrey." <laughs> <laughs> um, he also plays. Oh, he played the head of the uh, satanic school in sabrina the chilling adventures of sabrina oh, that's richard coyle that is him yeah uh, oh my he, god yes. i didn't even put that together he starred as moist von lipvig in uh the going postal bbc adaptation which you can't find anywhere because it's not available unless even, you're in england i don't even know what it is yeah anyways okay. um so Discworld. i'm excited that they're, they're actually going for it um i want to see what that is going to be all about i'm a huge fan of the books uh as far as a book series being adapted into comics I'm not necessarily the target audience uh, for this, but I am stunned that J.K. Rowling has not made some sort of backroom dark pact to bring Harry Potter to comic books. Right, and she's like really close with Neil Gaiman too, so it's like you know the guy. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, you want to do it. You like, know the guy. So she's like famously very um, uh, uh, protective of her of her IP, and that's great. Um, but like. Bring that to comics. That's going to be like the biggest selling comic book of all time if you yeah, bring suppose, that to comics. And I don't even think you need to adapt it. Just tell us side stories in that. Yeah, world. right. Exactly. Don't give me an adaptation yeah. of the movie. Give me like the untold tales of Harry Potter. Right. That's totally. it's a no brainer to me. Or I don't, not even Harry. Just pick something in the, the world. Yeah, yeah. The world yeah, of the Nigel Longbottom. Neville. But yes. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Neville. I remember his last name was Longbottom. <laughs> you get half a point. Yeah. I don't think I can. And Ron Weasley. I can name him too. Ron Weasley. Yeah. 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 And uh, the other critters. What was their name? Yeah. <laughs> the other critters. <laughs> Joe Patrick, set us up with a new question of the week, will you? Jesus. All right. Let all me right. get out of here. Uh, I'm starving. Uh, sorry, I've got too many apps open. Our new question of the week comes from Phil Lee via the THN forums. What up, nerds? It's a new year time for new beginnings and failed resolutions. Keeping in the spirit, I ask, what is your favorite comic book new beginning? Do you love Marvel's Heroes Reborn or want Marvel Now right now? Do you prefer Burns, Man of Steel, or Bendis's or Snyder's? Did Dreadstar start to suck when it went from epic to first comics? Phil, watch it. Whether it was a continuity shift, a transfer of publisher, or introduction in a new medium, tell us your favorite fresh start. It's a tough one. Comic book fresh start. It's a tough one. Um, it's a really obvious one for me, though, I think. And, and it's, it's still coming out now. So we'll see. We'll talk about it next time mm -hmm. on THN Cover to Cover next Saturday. We'll be right here. In the meantime, you can call us at 402-819-4894. Leave us a message if you can't be here live. We do want to hear from you. We don't have a show without you. Thank you to everybody that did call in. Thanks to everybody that watches on the Faces book. 
We yeah, appreciate a lot that. of people chimed in on the chat. Lo- love that. We are posting the show on YouTube as well. If you don't like Facebook, and I understand why you may not. We are. Yeah, it's on our YouTube channel. Good I job. post it every week. So there. Nice. We'll be back next week with another episode. Wednesday, we'll be back with another episode of the regular show where we're talking about some of this stuff and more. Not regular show, but our 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 regular show. Our show. Yeah. Not not regular show. The two editor Which comic book podcast. Cartoon. Shut your mouth. All right. We're done here. Thank you, everybody. This is Twitter Nerd. Signing off.